0: John chapter 4 Jesus said this to the woman at the well woman believe me an hour is coming when neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem shall you worship the Father you worship that which you do not know we worship that which we know for salvation is from the Jews but an hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth for such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers God is spirit And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Well, good morning and welcome to Real Truth for Today. Pastor Jeff Shreve here, the pastor of First Baptist Church in Texarkana, Texas, and the founder of From His Heart Ministries. From His Heart is heard every weekday or every weeknight at 6 p.m. Central Time right here on American Family Radio. Well, I hope that you had a great Fourth of July yesterday, and that you got to celebrate. And I'm sitting across the table from my wife Debbie, and we had uh, a wonderful time together yesterday, Fourth uh, of July, and just some uh, some downtime together. We're not real big fireworks people, no. uh, so we didn't <laughs> we didn't get involved in that. But we just had a good day together.
1: Yeah, we did, and um, we had just gotten back from a family vacation, so it's always good to have kind of a day to catch up and just relax and you know sometimes you need a vacation from the vacation
0: right yes yes and so we were talking about um uh just yesterday we said debbie what do you want to talk about on the radio today and so we want to talk about worship we want to talk about the heart of worship you may remember this is very uh very uh, famous story. I say a famous story, but it was well shared uh, some years ago about the singer-songwriter Matt Redman. He went to a church in uh, England called Soul Survivor, and uh, he was leading worship there and was involved in the worship. Well, the pastor was frustrated with the church because uh, in the direction of the church as it related to their worship because the, the music was just kind of overpowering The worship and they had gotten, uh, they had lost their way, so to speak. And so, what the pastor did was he said, We're not going to have any musical instruments for a season. We're just going to gather and we're going to lift our voices to the Lord. And as Redmond said, uh, or the pastor said, We lost our way in worship, and the way back to the heart would be to strip everything away. And so, the pastor challenged the people when you come to church, be producers and not consumers of worship. And he said, quote, when you come through the doors on Sunday, what are you bringing as your offering to God? What a question. And through this time of reflection, the church uh, recaptured uh, their worship, to worship God in spirit and truth, to come through the doors, not as consumers, but as uh, worshipers and people that are – coming to uh, to give thanks and honor and glory to the Lord. And uh, Matt captured uh, what happened in his church in the song, The Heart of Worship. And I want you to listen to the words because they are so good. And Matt was at our church, gosh, Debbie, what, 15 oh, years ago or so? Quite and, a while ago. And sang this song, and just a super guy. Uh, just really liked him, very genuine, very humble. But uh, here's the song, The Heart of Worship. When the music fades, All is stripped away, and I simply come longing just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart. I'll bring you more than a song, for a song in itself is not what you have required. You search much deeper within through the way things appear. You're looking into my heart. I'm coming back to the heart of worship, and it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it. When it's all about you, it's all about you. Jesus the heart of worship it's all about Jesus
1: well and I think all too often if we're if we're truly being honest we make worship all about us we make it about our personal preferences our personal styles and uh, that's why we can uh, have so many people on any given sunday that love the whole service and others that are just nitpicking we didn't sing enough hymns this song was this way the song was this way and um, and that's when that's a really good indicator <coughs> excuse me <coughs> a really good indicator that it's really not about the lord that it's all about you and uh I think we've all had times when we've gotten into the car after after a service on Sunday and said, "Well, what did you think of the worship service? What did you think of it?" And the the better question is, "What did you what did the Lord think of it? What did he think of the worship service?" Because it really is all about him. Not about us.
0: Right. And so um, the heart of worship, uh, the Lord says uh, those who worship God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. And uh, Debbie, we've talked before just about the truthfulness as it relates to God is. Essential, right? It is critical. It is it is one of those uh, non-negotiables. You can't say, "Well, I have a little bit of truth and a little bit of error." No, we must worship the Lord in spirit and in truth, because God is spirit. So, uh, just like this second commandment, you shall uh, no idol worship. You shall not bow down before an idol. You know, don't make an image of me, because uh, there is nothing that would. Uh, be a, uh, a depiction of God. Jesus is God in the flesh, and so we worship Him. But uh, the fact that we worship in spirit and truth, and so we don't gather around some golden calf, we don't have anything like that, and it has to be rooted in truth, the truth of who God is as He's revealed Himself in Scripture. You know, I've said many, many times from the pulpit and many times on this program, God is not the God you want Him to be. I am who I am, he told Moses at the burning bush, and we worship the God who is, not the God that we make up out of our own imagination, because that God doesn't exist.
1: Right, and I I think, you know, we're, we're all going to worship something, right? So right. the question is, what is it that you're going to worship? And biblical worship, I run across a great definition of it, it says this, biblical worship is an act of exalting God in a place of honor and reverence because he is worthy. Worship... Is acknowledging the greatness of God both publicly and privately, and I think that's real important because um, worship on Sunday morning, as we gather together, should be an outflowing of the worship that we've had privately with the Lord all week long. Okay, it's just a a, a time of corporate worship, which we are we are biblically challenged to do, or commanded to do that, but. <clears throat> I think it's so important, and I think that was one of the main walkaways that so many of us had after – Covid shut down all of our churches. Was how important that corporate time together is, <laughs> because uh, when when forces when churches were forced to close down and we we all kind of went to you know remote online worshiping, you know everyone's in their pajamas with their families, you know for for a week or two that was okay, but you gained so much uh, strength and power and unity and. Um, fortitude for the week when you corporately meet together to worship and and you know the bible tells us in hebrews ten twenty five not forsaking our own assembly to, assembling together as is the habit of some but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near and uh, i know that as soon as people started having the courage to come back to church and be around other people they immediately felt the difference Uh, of how important that corporate time is together.
0: Well, I've often said, and I heard this uh, somewhere, you know, online church is a good supplement, it's not a good substitute. Uh, There is no substitute for gathering together with other believers to worship, and it doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be a thousand other believers, but it needs to be. you know, enough of God's people to come together. And just your family and some missionaries, that's all they have. And that, if that's all you right. have, that's all you have. But when you have access to gathering together with lots of brothers and sisters in the Lord, um, There's just no substitute for that. And that does strengthen us. And the Lord is in the midst of that as we worship. Debbie, I was thinking of Psalm 95. You know, when people say, well, coming together for worship, you know, we talk about a worship service and. Uh, We have the worship, and then we have the Word, and it's all worship. Right. Uh, We worship through music. We worship through the Scripture. But Psalm 95 is a great psalm of worship where the psalmist says, "Oh, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms, for the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods, in whose hand are the depths of the earth, the peaks of the mountains are his also, the sea is his, for it was he who made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Uh, That, in of encapsulates worship we come and give glory and honor to god we kneel before him we acknowledge him as our maker our master our king and we're the people of his pasture the sheep of his hand
1: well and and what we so often take for granted is what a privilege it is to be able to worship the Lord. Mm-hmm. We take that for granted, because if you think back in, um, in Old Testament times, their worship was so different than our worship is today. Now they worship the exact same God that we do, but in the Old Testament, God had set up boundaries where the people could only get so close, mm-hmm. and it was because he was holy, 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 that he did not allow them to touch the mountain, to enter into the holy of holies. And so they worshiped more through sacrifice, through festivals, through times of thanksgiving, but they did not have the same access that we have in worship, Mm -hmm. because in the New Testament that changed, right? Right. Talk about that a little bit.
0: Well, so Jesus dies on the cross, and the veil of the temple is torn in two from top to bottom, and now there's no separation. Uh, It says in Hebrews chapter 4, we do not not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore draw near with confidence to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. They couldn't draw, you only could come so far, so close uh, to the Lord because that thick, heavy veil separated us from the holy of holies. And even from the holy place. So only the priest could go into the holy place when you think of the temple. The temple was an outer court, an inner court, which was called the holy place where the priest could come, and then the innermost court, the holy of holies, which only the high priest came and he only came once a year. And he better be dressed right. Oh. Uh, right? He had to have he had to have on the the ceremonial
1: robes, he had to have the bells on the bottom, he had to have a rope where they could pull him out. I mean it was pretty detailed yeah and
0: he came with bloodshed because right you're, you're coming with fear and trepidation before the king of the universe who is holy 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 and we've lost that um and that's one of the things that we need to regain uh as as the church of the lord jesus christ we need to regain that that awe of God and that fear of the Lord, not a, a fear that says I run and hide, but a fear that says God is the great awesome God, I need to come before him with ultimate the ultimate reverence uh, in my heart. And, uh, and recognize who he is and take, you know, as, as Daman Shook taught me years and years ago, I wrote this in my Bible, and Debbie and I were members of Champion Force Baptist Church before the Lord called me into the ministry, and Daman preached one time on uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 12, the conclusion when all has been heard is fear God and keep his commandments because this applies to every person, and uh, he said, what does it mean to fear the Lord? It means you give God his rightful place as king, and you take your rightful place as slave doulos uh, before the king of kings and lord of lords and you recognize he is a great king he's the god of the universe he's the god who spoke the worlds into existence and i need to bow low before him
1: well and the the other part of that is that we have the privilege as it tells us in hebrews 4 of being able to boldly Come into his throne room mm-hmm. to make our requests known to him, and I think so often we do take that so lightly that uh, the privilege that that is to be able to to sit in his lap, to share our hearts with him, to know that he inclines his ear to us, that he receives us, that he's ready and wants that relationship with us, that it's not at a distance like it was in the Old Testament, and to to really if we if we focus on that that alone can change our worship and change our hearts
0: yeah I think we we miss out and we forget that when we come to worship we're, we're worshiping in the presence of the Lord he is there uh, in spirit and uh, what an awesome privilege to be able to to come into his presence and, and to encounter the living God we uh, Best never take that for granted Well you're listening to Real Truth for Today And I'm your host Pastor Jeff Shreve Along with my wife Debbie And we're talking about the heart of worship We'll be right back
2: Abraham Hamilton III Host of The Hamilton Corner
3: American Family Association Is on the front lines in the culture war in America We've been here for more than 40 years Fighting for the biblical principles Our nation was founded upon and by God's grace, we are making a difference. One significant way you can join us in this battle is through a charitable gift annuity with the AFA Foundation. Not only will the charitable gift annuity benefit you, but it will benefit the culture-transforming work of American Family Association.
2: Contact the AFA Foundation today to learn how you can shore up permanent income for your retirement years while supporting American Family Association. A charitable gift annuity helps you, and it allows AFA to impact America for generations to come. Phone 800-326-4543, extension 345. That's 800-326-4543, extension 345.
3: As Christians, we cannot redefine marriages because ours do not turn out according to God's standard we have to aim for the mark and the mark it's not happily ever after this is a picture of christ in the church so god has invited us as two individuals becoming one mm-hmm. to be a living billboard of what he did for us
4: mm. airing the addisons weekday afternoons at 2 central on american family radio
5: hey did you hear money wise is different it's now faith and finance with rob west Don't worry, Rob will still help build your faith while giving biblical advice about your finances. It's just a different name. From a diversification perspective, I like a properly diversified stock and bond portfolio, especially given where the market is right now. Faith and Finance with Rob West. Weekdays at 9 a.m. Central on AFR or catch the podcast at AFR.net. In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality is changing hearts and lives. It speaks directly to the power and the grace of God.
3: Gives me hope for people that I know that are struggling.
6: The whole idea of In His Image has moved
3: me. We actually had one gentleman contact us and he said that this film changed his mind about this issue. We had a pastor reach out to us and he said that he'd been struggling with hatred in his heart towards people in the LGBTQ community. And this film helped him to realize he needed to have compassion and show people the love of Christ. We also had this same sex attracted couple contact us. And they said, after seeing the film, they wanted to live obedient lives for Christ no matter what. And they said, please. Please pray for us. We know this is going to be hard. We've even had people come to
1: faith in Jesus through In His Image.
5: To find out more, visit InHisImage.movie.
0: Welcome back to Real Truth for today. Pastor Jeff Shreve here along with my wife, Debbie. We're talking about the heart of worship. As Jesus said in John chapter 4, uh, the Father seeks worshipers to worship him in spirit and truth. Now, Debbie, as you taught the ladies last week about the heart of worship, uh, you you gave them some uh, some concepts of worship, things that need to be present in our worship. And go ahead and share those.
1: Yeah, the first the, there were three things actually, and the first one was that our worship needed to be God-centered, and that's kind of what we talked about in the last segment. That when we recognize uh, the might and power and majesty of God, a natural progression and extension from our heart should be that we fall down in worship and in adoration. And it, our worship also has to be Christ-centered because it's Christ who gives us a visible image of who the invisible God is, mm-hmm. right? Because when he came to earth, he was God in the flesh. And um, He's the creator of everything. He's the focus. He's the sustainer of everything. And he has to be a central part of our worship. And and a a big part of that worship is that um, we – we all come in unity together because we're we're focused on the same thing. And there was a great quote that I shared by A.W. Tozer that said this. It said, has it ever occurred to you that 100 pianos all tuned to the same tuning fork are automatically tuned to each other? They are of one accord by being tuned, not to each other, but to one standard to, we, to which each one has individually bowed. Hmm. And so when we are all focused in on the the same thing that brings unity in our midst and it's not that we as individuals are, are tuned into each other we're all tuned mm-hmm. into christ and it's so Whoa, let me
0: inter- interrupt, inter- interrupt
1: your... you interject there jeff well right? i was
0: just thinking about in marriage that's why that's why the lord is the cornerstone of of a life of a marriage and when i'm right with god when you're right with god we're right with each other we're not we're not going to be in conflict when we're both right with god because uh when the lord is sitting on the throne of your life and my life then we can work out any differences that we have
1: well and the thing about that 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 we kind of drew out as we were teaching it last week was it's because we're all focused on the same thing that we are able to have unity we don't have to have all of our preferences met because we can all be unified in spirit in worshiping on Christ. So it's not that we have to agree on hymns or choruses or, Mm -hmm. you know, red carpet or green carpet or pews or individual seats. I mean, we; those are all just aesthetic things. We Mm -hmm. don't have to agree on all of those. Um, But when we focus in on the right things and when we're all in unity, focusing in on God, focusing in on Christ, then we have unity in our midst.
0: And and so that's why it is so important for a church to really – Uh, i don't want to say police because that sounds bad but but to have a a very uh robust process of interviewing people to find out where they are spiritually before they join the church because you don't want to have an unregenerate church membership you want to that the members of the church need to be those who really understand who the lord is who they are, sinners before the Lord, in desperate need of salvation, that Jesus died on the cross for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, as it says in 1 Corinthians uh, 15, and that we have received Christ by grace through faith, uh, that we have received salvation. Because if you don't have that, then you're not focused on the same thing, and then your church will start fracturing. Uh, That's why it's critical to have that. You know, as we celebrated uh, uh, July 4th and Independence Day. What did we say about America for so many years? It was a melting pot. People would come in from different uh, backgrounds and countries and things like that, but they would they would embrace uh, the American dream and the American, you know, uh, the the Constitution and the, that's what we go by. And, and if you're not gonna come in here with that in mind, if you're coming in with a different agenda, hey, you can't be a part of this. Because it's not going to work.
1: Yeah, we we don't see that today. <laughs> yeah. uh, and they're
0: seeing that in Europe, and they're in France, and and uh, we're seeing it here. And then that's when you have agit. Americans. Well, I'm an African American, I'm an Italian American, I'm an this American, that. You just need to be an American. You know, I've said before, when it comes to uh, an adjective Christian, there are no adjective Christians. There are no gay Christians. There are no uh, adulterous Christians. You're just a Christian and you're a new creation in Christ. And so that is uh, the focus. He is our focus and uh, we have new life in him.
1: Well, and when that's the focus, you can work Regardless of of what the music is, you know, if that happens to be your your particular style, that is your favorite style of music, your or jam. if it's not. Oh, oh dear. But <laughs> but but it enables you to do that, to, to kind of look past hmm. those things. Because if the music is Christ-centered, if it's God-centered, if it's if it's focused on the Word of God, if all of those elements are involved in the music that you are using in your worship service, which by the way is just a part of the worship service, right? It's right. It, it so many people if, if you were to ask him okay what is worship well it's it's the song part it's of our singing, service yeah. yeah it's the singing part but it, it's so much more than that but I think I think back to the fact that you know a music minister's job can be so hard because people feel very passionately and strongly about music and um, and they have such preferences one way or the other mm-hmm. and you um, you know i know like just in our church it's like okay there on any given sunday you are just not going to make everybody happy no. with the music and so if you come in with a self focus like i want this this hour that we're together to be all about me and be all the things that I like and all the things that I enjoy the most, you're going to probably walk away disgruntled every single Sunday mm-hmm. because it's just not going to meet all those needs. But when you come into a worship service with your heart prepared, ready to receive from the Lord and ready to give back to him in worship, mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what the music is, you know, um, as long as it falls in those parameters that it's Christ-centered, that it's word-centered, that it's God-centered, and and I think that's so important to realize that it that worship service and that time together it's not all about us. There may be things in the in the word that's shared that. Boy, just step on your toes, and can just really make you mad mm-hmm. when you're in there, you know. Um, and and so it, it, you have to come in with the right heart attitude. And I think that's another thing that's so uh, such an important element. And we talked about this last week was that not only is worship God-centered and Christ-centered, but it's Word-centered. So it's centered on the Bible, on God's Word, and mm-hmm. what He says. Because just as we said at the top of the hour. We worship him in spirit and in truth, and the truth comes from his word. Right, And so it, it has to be focused on that. And that's why when we sing songs that directly come from the word, mm-hmm. those are pretty powerful. When we sing songs that, that speak the name of Jesus, that speak about the blood of Jesus, those are powerful songs Mm -hmm. and God inhabits the praises of his people so when you are as a congregation engaged in that together boy the presence of the Lord shows up and you can feel it and sense it even if you don't know what that is you sense that something's different Mm -hmm. in the room
0: yeah so the the word of God is central to everything in the Christian life so as it says in Acts chapter 6 but we will devote ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the word. And so we've said on this program many, many times, uh, how do you increase your prayer life? Pray the word back to God. And and the, as you're reading the scripture, uh, lift those things up to the Lord and say, Lord, I want that, I wanna do this. And so i give you an example. So Psalm 100. Uh, is a famous psalm. It, it's sung a lot. Uh, this is what it says. It's a psalm of thanksgiving. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. So as you're reading that, you say, Well, I want to do that. I want the Lord, I'm going to shout to you because uh, you're the Lord of the whole earth. You're the Creator God. And it says in Psalm 100, verse 3, Know that the Lord Himself is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of this pasture. What did they call Jesus in the New Testament? Lord. What does that mean to call him Lord? Know that the Lord himself is God. He is uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. He is God in the flesh. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. As you're reading that, you can do that. You can say, "Lord, I'm going to give you thanks right now and praise your name. Uh, I'm going to thank you for saving me. I'm thank you for thank you for who you are. I'm thank you for all the blessings that you've given me. I'm thank you for your grace. I bless your name, for the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting, and his faithfulness to all generations. And just you interact with that scripture. You pray those things back to God, and then we take this this Psalm 100. We turn it into music, and we sing that." back to the Lord, and uh, there, there's power. The, the Word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, and so there's power in the Word, and as we meditate on the Word, as we think on it, as we read it, as we uh, do it, as it says in James, not to be a hearer only, but a doer of the Word, and as we sing that, uh, that gets in our hearts, and that pleases the Lord,
1: Right. You know, one of the things that we talked about last week was how important it is to to show up on Sunday morning prepared. Mm-hmm. and and so often sunday mornings especially if you have a young family it can absolutely be <laughs> the most stressful morning of the entire week it can be where the most fights take place yes. where uh, where you just uh, you're wanting to get to church and you're and you're just so frustrated and angry with your kids and with your spouse and then you get there and you put on this happy face right because you're going to church and everybody needs to be happy and uh, we we talked about the fact that it's so important to kind of prepare the night before. Uh-huh. And one of the things we brought up was that as a family, you don't decide Sunday morning if you're going to go to church, right. right? You you have already made that decision throughout the, throughout the course of the week. And so on Sunday mornings, it's not, oh, do we feel like going to church? It's like, nope, we're going to church you know barring illness or something right. like that um but then then just little things that as a young family that you can do i re- I remember that we did this or maybe i maybe we's being a little gracious <laughs> maybe i did this but we would sit out the kids clothes the night before so they knew what they were going to wear and you know with girls they're pretty yeah, opinionated you, you did that. The girls are pretty opinionated, so we would talk the, okay, what do you want to wear tomorrow? Let's go ahead and let's pick that out and let's have that out and let's have that ready. We had, we had their church bags ready. We had all those things ready, had figured out what breakfast was going to be like so that we weren't scrambling that morning, just struggling, trying to get things ready. Just those little things can make such a difference in terms of lowering the stress level in your home trying to get ready. And then I think even... Even as empty nesters, to be able to just uh, prepare your heart, to ask the Lord to prepare you to receive from him, to prepare you to give to him in worship, Mm -hmm. and to make sure that if there's any kind of unconfessed sins or things that you're harboring in your heart, that you confess those things, you pray through those things, you you get your heart clean and ready before you arrive on Sunday morning um, to worship. Because I, I do think that's real important, and it's not just the pastor and the staff that needs to prepare for Sunday. Every person that's in mm-hmm. attendance needs needs to do that to some extent to prepare to be truly received the most that they can.
0: Well, and to remember too, you're coming, to, you're coming into the presence of the Lord. you're coming to worship him with the family of God. Um, you you come with reverence. You come with awe. You come with thanksgiving. You come with gratitude. You come with humility, all those things. And then uh, one of the things that that I share lots of times before I preach with the congregation as I pray, First Samuel chapter three verse ten. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And uh, we want God to speak to our hearts through the word, through the sermon and uh, through the, the Sunday school teacher. And, and uh, you know, the Lord can speak in lots of different ways. He can speak to you through a, a verse of, of a song, and it can just be perfect for what you're going through. He can speak to you through that, the scripture that is being shared. That's why you need to go to a Bible preaching, Bible believing church. I uh, can speak to you through that. the The preacher can just say something that God can say. That's for you, and God just takes it mm-hmm. and speaks it into your heart. And uh, you know something that is very simple but that you need to hear again. I've said this many times, Debbie. You know, church is not, you're not coming necessarily to hear something you've never heard before. You're coming to be reminded of truth. Of, of basic things, that God does love you, that God does know where you are, that God hasn't lost track of you, that, that God is allowing things to come into your life for a purpose and for a reason and for a season, and it's not always going to be like this, you know, um, five greatest words in Scripture, and it came to pass, it didn't come to stay, and so you might be listening today, and you're going through a very, very hard time, and the Lord knows, and He cares, and He says, "When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you, and through the through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. Uh, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior."
1: Well, and I, I to piggyback on that, we come with expectation because we're going to get what we expect if we come expecting to be. Bored, we're probably going to be bored. If we come expecting to hear from the Lord, expecting to engage, ex- expecting God's presence to be there, that's probably what we're going to find. Mm-hmm. So it's important that we come with those expectations. Right, with the right heart attitude.
0: Yeah. Well, you're listening to Real Truth for today. Pastor Jeff Shreve here along with Debbie, and we're talking about worship, the heart of worship as as the Father seeks those to worship him in spirit and in Truth and the power of the Holy Spirit, and in the truth of God's Word, and uh, we're up against a break. But when we come back, we're going to open the phone lines eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four zero. That's eight 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 five eight nine eight. What is it? Eight eight four zero. Eight eight four zero. Sometimes I get going and 589 eight
1: four zero. Eight eight four zero. You know,
0: when you go on autopilot on the number, sometimes it, you can be like, "What is that number?" So that's the number. We'd love to hear from you about the the issue and the subject of worship. And so maybe you have a question about it. Maybe you have a comment, whatever it might be. Call in and let's talk after the break.
5: Hi, this is Todd Nettleton with the Voice of the Martyrs Radio inviting you to join us Friday, July 14th for the Hearts of Fire virtual event. You'll meet four courageous women who showed incredible commitment to Christ in the face of intense persecution. This special event is free. Here are these inspiring testimonies of costly faith plus worship led by Michael W. Smith. You can watch from wherever you are. Register online at heartsevent.com.
7: MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. And MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry that's worked beautifully for 29 years. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE.
3: Here at the AFA Foundation, we help families just like yours shore up permanent income for their retirement years through our charitable gift annuities.
2: AFA Foundation's Associate Director, Chelsea Wildman.
3: We would love to work with you to see if a charitable gift annuity is right for your situation. With a charitable gift annuity, you'll be giving to the culture-transforming work of the American Family Association, and you'll be ensuring that you receive a lifetime income and excellent tax benefits. You can fund a CGA through cash, credit card, or stock. Why not reach out to the AFA Foundation team today?
2: A charitable gift annuity benefits you and helps ensure the AFA will impact America for generations to come. Call 800-326-4543, extension 345. That's 800-326-4543, extension 345.
3: Give us a call and let's talk about a charitable gift annuity.
0: Welcome back to Real Truth For Today. Pastor Jeff Shreve here along with Debbie. We're talking about the heart of worship And we're opening the phone lines to hear from you. A question, comment, Uh, the number to call is 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. And we have Lynn on the line from Arkansas. Lynn, welcome to Real Truth for Today.
6: Thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to say a word about Bethel Music. As Uh I was telling your call screener, I really like it. It's uplifting and kind of, I don't know, anyway, I like the melody, but Mm -hmm. it's connected with a church in Redding, California that's a cult, and, um, you know, I hear it in public places, too. There's a thrift store here in town, a really big thrift store, um, and they play it, or they did. I I haven't heard it lately, but I I hear that you're also supposed to give them, like, a royalty or whatever when you use their music. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Um, and I went with a family member to a church in Tennessee, and they were playing some music. It kind of sounded like the, their music, um, you know, um, Reading, um, what's it called? Bessel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it kept saying, Jesus, come down. Jesus, come down. And I've heard that they, well, there's a book about the church called Counterfeit Kingdom. But anyway, that's just what I wanted to say, even though it sounds good there's something behind
0: it right yeah good point lynn uh, there there are some uh, some churches like that that can produce good music uh but their theology is terrible and uh the church is is really going off the the rails and uh so the question comes to churches are you going to sing their songs uh, and say, well, I like your songs, I just don't like your theology or anything like that. People in the congregation, they don't necessarily know that this church has good music, but they're, they're way out in left field on their theology, don't follow their theology at all. So it's probably best for churches to, uh, to say, hey, we're not going to sing songs by people that are, that are way out there. Uh, they need to be solid, uh, theologically solid, and uh, produce solid music. You know, um, the devil is very, very smart and sly and cunning. The, the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made, Genesis 3.1. And so he doesn't necessarily come at us head on uh, he comes at us very subtly, as I've said many, many times, he it's the one one degree off on the flight plan rule, the one in 60 rule for the the pilots. If you're one degree off, which doesn't seem like much, for every 60 miles you travel, you're going to be a mile off your destination. And so that's how the devil works, and we need to be discerning. And uh, in, our, in our music, in church, we need to be discerning and, and to sing songs that are solid and that come from folks that are solid. Debbie, anything to add? No, not okay. really. Thank you, Lynn. That was a good comment. I appreciate that. We have Mac on the line from Ohio. Mac, welcome to Real Truth for Today.
3: Hey, thank you very much. I enjoy your guys, uh, uh, your show. I listen to it all the time. And uh, I guess one thing I'll say, I'll, I'll date myself. I'm 47, and I have grown up in the church. Mom and Dad carried me in the church from the minute they could get me in there. And uh, I was raised singing the hymns pick mm-hmm. up the hymnal, um, different churches I've been in, you know, you, you got the numbers on the wall so you know exactly yeah. where you're going. Go right. go get those pages marked. And uh I, I miss that portion of uh of singing the worship songs. I think today, um the different worship songs that we have i enjoy any type of a song i can i can sing a worship song as long as it's got some sort of beat and i will enjoy it but there are so many people that uh they're not that way and i think when we had the hymnals we picked up something we had it in our hands and it kept us engaged in what we're doing where i see so many people um in the congregation today that they're just standing there their arms are folded Mm-hmm. They ain't got nothing going on. They're just kind of like, oh, I'm going through the motions. I'll stand up, and then I'll get to sit down. But I don't know. How do we get around that? How do we go from engaging people that okay, they're just standing there?
8: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. I miss yeah. the hymnals. I miss having something in my hand that you've got to pick it up. Oh, you got to turn the page. You got to get there. It keeps your mind focused. I guess.
4: Yeah.
1: I think a counter argument to that would be that. People get can get caught up in that and just by rote be singing words and their heart isn't engaged. Mm-hmm. So I think it just kind of depends on the own worshiper's attitude in terms of that, because um, I've seen it both ways. I, I don't know, Jeff. If, if you Well, I,
0: I think you make a good point, Mac. I, I think here's the thing with with some of the newer songs and uh, in, in some of the uh, more contemporary type of churches with their contemporary worship styles. Worship, as we sing, uh, that is to be engaged in by the people. And if it becomes a spectator, you have this professional group that that sings and you just listen. Worship is not coming to a concert uh, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. Worship is you bringing uh, your worship to the Lord, you engaging in the music, engaging in the message. Um, and so, yeah, that is on the worshiper, but it's also on the... Uh, you know, the church, the pastor, and the worship pastor to come together and say, We want to create a, a service where people can engage, easily engage. And that's why at Debbie Little Things, we had one particular worship guy years ago that would sing songs differently than the way people knew them, you know, right, just by his, listening on the radio, praising or whatever. And it's like, anytime you do that, then it cuts off people participating because it's like, I don't know how to. I don't know what you're doing. Right. Um, just just sing it the way we all know it. Um, that's a pet peeve of mine when people sing it differently. It's right. like this is an American Idol. You're not trying to make this your own. You're 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 wanting people to join in with you. And mm-hmm. so, you know, Mac, I, I'm uh, I'm old school in in my personal preference. I love uh, I love older hymns. When I was in college, I listened to uh, uh, the the music Maranatha uh, Maranatha singers, mm-hmm. and it's very very uh, just soft and and worshipful I love that and uh, but that that's just me but I know that we want to reach, people and and some people that that just is not going to reach them they're, mm-hmm. they're just not going to engage with that and so we want to have music that they can latch on to and engage in and uh, music for uh, for the whole congregation and so that's the challenge of being a worship pastor
1: very and it's a huge challenge yeah. truly
0: yeah but i hear you mac and i think that's a good comment so mm-hmm. thank you for calling in thank you for listening to the program well we have ann on the line from mississippi and welcome to real truth for today
8: Thank you. Um, this is sort of indirectly related to worship, I believe. Um, I recently went through some severe depression, and uh, the Lord delivered me, and it was a dark, dark pit. I'm, I mean, I won't even go there. But um, later, I, I in the last few months, I heard on the Christian t- radio... An offer uh, to call in and order uh, devotion. I mean, not devotion a study guide and DVDs. And it may have been your program. I don't know. I've got it written down somewhere. I mean, in a notebook. But I felt the Lord telling me that He wanted me to teach. Offer that to our church. We have a, a pretty large church, so I feel like there might be several that might want to go to that but um i asked the lord to confirm it if, if that's what he wanted me to do and then just to I mean just a few days later when we had our altar call at, at church i went to the altar and i just chose one of our elders that i didn't even, even really know i've met him but and there wasn't to my recollection there was no one else at the altar there was probably six or eight men standing up front with the pastor. There might have been one more person down there, but I chose this one person, and I just said, will you please pray with me, thanking God that he delivered me from that dark, dark pit. And this younger person, um, I guess in his 40s, said um, that he had gone through the very same thing. And I thought, well, I could have, you know, course this elder was the closest one to me when I was walking down the aisle so I don't know but I'm thinking is that a confirmation from the Lord when he told me Mm. I said you know he said I went through the very same thing and uh and he he prayed with me thanking the Lord for healing us me and him Mm. and so I'm just wondering you know I'm just still wondering
0: (laughs) yeah that's very good well I think about how you know when you're when you're hurting I mean, the answer to every problem is to come to the Lord and bring your problems to the Lord. I, the old expression is so true. Uh, you can do more than pray after you pray, but you can't do more than pray before you pray. And as we come to the Lord with our burdens, with our hurts, with and, and we worship Him as Job did when he found out his whole family had died. Uh, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And Job worshipped. God, And that is the proper response to our depression, to our difficulties, to our problems, to bring those to the Lord, to worship him, to thank him, to praise him, and to trust him in the midst of that. So, Ann, thank you for calling in and sharing that. And uh, Debbie, you were going to say Well, says, I,
1: I think, too, I just remember a time when I had gone through a real deep depression, and we just had worship music playing in our house 24-7. Like even while we slept, we had it playing, not loudly, but just to set the tone of our mm-hmm. home because, you know, the Word tells us that God inhabits the praises of His people. So through that worship music, God's Spirit was inhabiting our home, and the enemy had to flee because of that and um, how Im- how important that is. And I think, too, Anne, it's really cool when God does those things when— when he just is so personal with you because out of all the people that you went to that you would be led to to that particular gentleman that wasn't a coincidence because with with the lord there are not coincidences um there's just his sovereignty and for him to just have someone there to pray with you that knew exactly what you had gone through that that's what we call in our home a god wink Mm -hmm. that's just a, a really cool cool experience um that that god allowed allowed you to have
0: amen amen thank you ann for calling in we have john from louisiana on the line john welcome to real truth for today
8: yes i'm wondering about how um thanksgiving and praise relate to worship and um are they normally preliminary uh, aspects of worship please uh talk to us about that?
0: Yeah, great, great question. I think they are. Uh, I think when we come into the Lord's presence, uh, we come in with thanksgiving and praise. Now, thanksgiving is focusing on uh, what the Lord has done for us, and so we thank Him for those things, Uh, and praise is really focused in on who God is, and so we praise God for uh, being our king, uh, the God who is in charge, the God who is able in every situation. Uh, but we, as it says in Psalm 100, shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth, serve the Lord with gladness, come before him with joyful singing, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise give thanks to him, bless his name. So I think those—that uh, that is the best way to start off a prayer. Um, you know, you can have 911 prayers where it's just emergency, Lord, I need you, and uh, y- you know, you just go straight into the issue at hand, but um, I think in our prayers, and as you read prayers in the Bible, you'll find that they, they typically start with praise thanksgiving and praise, adoration, the old um, acrostic acts, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. So I think that uh, that is very, very important as we adopt uh, kind of a, a uh, method for prayer, it's like, well, I'm going to start off my prayers by thanking God and praising God for who he is. So very, very good. I appreciate the question. Well, we have time for one more. David in uh, Iowa. David, David, welcome to Real Truth for Today. Well, that's loud.
4: Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, this this subject of, of worship, you know, over the years, I've, I've noticed in the church that We've really transitioned from kind of a sanctity where where we did sing hymns and songs, and there was um, just a a reverence and um, an edification that comes through corporate worship on a Sunday morning. And I think a a lot of the music has come in where they're great songs that you listen to on the radio, but I don't think they're meant necessarily for corporate worship. Um, I, th- I think there needs to be a, an edifying, a blessing, um, and I'm in a church now where I kind of struggle with that because the music's loud, and it's, it's, it's not that it's bad, it's, I just don't think it's as full as it could be. Um, mm-hmm. In corporate worship, when we all come together as believers, um, there needs to be an exchange between each other, not just I'm in my little bubble worshiping. But mm-hmm. I am, uh, you know, I am corporately worshiping with the body. That's just my comment.
0: Yeah, very good point, David. Uh, good comment for sure. Debbie, anything to say about that?
1: Well, well, I agree. I think that's why it's incumbent upon the worship pastor to pray through um, all those songs that, that are sung in a worship service. Because I do agree, there are some songs that are great songs that are not necessarily great songs for corporate worship. Right. So I, I completely agree with that. And,
0: and the songs need to be very singable. Uh, our worship pastor, Quinn Stanfield, does a good job with making sure the songs are, are hey, the, the, you can pick this up quickly. It's not very difficult so that people can enter in. Well, thank you for listening today to Real Truth for Today, and I'm your host, Pastor Jeff Shreve. I look forward to being with you tomorrow. Go out, shine for Christ, and share what great things the Lord has done for you, and let God use you as his witness. God bless you.